G'day and welcome to Formula Bums. We're back. Most of us are back. It's just me and Andy. How you going, brother? I've been better. Me too, but it's the first time we've seen each other in a little while. Yep. We have a lot to cover. It feels like we took a little break and everything decided to come out all at once. Pretty much. I think that, and I've started to get it generally wrapped in my head, is that the more effort we put into being good motorsport journalists, the less happens. The second we're like, okay, everyone needs a week off. We need to chill out. That's when everything happens. We just need to pick our brakes better. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Let's roll the clock back a little bit and talk about Monza. We had the Temple of Speed. We didn't sit down and talk about it. There's a lot to discuss. What did you reckon? That ending sucked. The ending sucked. It was a safety car finish. Yeah. The the best part of that whole race after that safety car finish was the meme I sent you, which is Lewis standing in the background looking at Max after winning. is like, finishing under a safety car, huh? Must be nice. It was, look, of everything that has happened this year in the sport, there was not a bigger kind of conflagration of events that shadowed la- end of last year. Yep. What we saw at Monza was technically how last year was supposed to end. And it proved that it, no race should ever finish like no, that. No, it shouldn't. And it, it begs the question of, do we need to look at our redneck cousins and figure out what they're doing well? The and redneck that, cousins I mean, do it well. The redneck cousins do it well. Not the Australian redneck cousins, the American redneck cousins and NASCAR. Because what's the NASCAR rule? Green-white checker. Green-white checker. Explain that for anyone who has no clue what it means. So, green-white checker. So, obviously, in NASCAR, you can refuel because no tank of gas is going to get through 400 laps, or even on an oval. So, what it is is basically caution comes out in the last few laps. It's a big wreck. It's going to finish under the safety car. doesn't actually finish under the safety car. The, ca- the race is basically put on pause, and you just do laps around the safety car until the track is clear, and it is safe to go racing. Safety car will come in. You've got a green flag. As soon as you cross the line, it's a white flag because it's the last lap. Yep. You've got a one-lap dash to see who's the winner. Backs the grid up. Backs the grid up. You've got a one-lap, and it, it is the best thing NASCAR does besides crashing. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, the wrecks are spectacular. It's the best bit about it. Yep. The second best bit is that every race ends as it starts, which is a race. Yes. And really, we have the ability and technology with this sport to get that going. We shouldn't have to go due to a mistake. And who was it this time? And it was unfortunately Danny. It was. But as we know, and as every listener of this show knows, it wasn't his fault. They clearly turned the car off because he was beating Lando. Yeah. And McLaren has made themselves look like fools this year with their treatment of our boy. Mm-hmm. And so they'll be treated like the fools they are. Michael Massey did nothing wrong. No, never. Zach Brown, on the other hand. Did everything wrong. Ruined Monza. And yeah. Lando Norris. And Danny. Not his fault. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, other big stories to take away from Monza, though. The, the the ending of it was a bit of a letdown, but we got to see the debut of Nick DeVries. What a driver. Incredible. You I, can see why he's won a world championship before. I think his little drive there was the final nail in the coffin for the other big news we'll get into later. We shall, but it definitely was a good showing for him. He came out in that car. He put in good sectors. He finished in the points. Yeah, on debut. On debut. It's- Phenomenal what he did in that Especially car. in that car at Monza. Look, the reason Williams was fast at Monza is they couldn't get any downforce on it. Anyway, it's the only track it's going to work on. And still the other driver didn't do shit all. <sighs> and like, really? Nicky boy? I mean, it's it's an open secret. Nick's not racing next year. The king it, is dead. The king is dead, as is the queen. We've lost 
the royalty of the sport is gone. Mm-hmm. And if it's been a while, and also you need to understand if you're listening in another country, why are we going to be slinging jokes about the Queen? It's how Australians cope. We will turn anything into a joke. Look, I don't want Charlie on my coins. Can I, can I just play it? I don't want Charles' face uh, on my coins. Can we I just want put Steve Irwin. Yeah. Steve Irwin. Or Brocky. Brock. Scafey. <laughs> dude, even that dude from... Put elbow on it for fuck's sake. Oh, dude, legend. Get. I'd even take Bob Catter. <laughs> just you wouldn't fit Clive Palmer's face on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Monza was let down by... The ending. The ending. It was a... I mean, I love Monza. It's one of it's probably my favorite race. Yeah, and it just fell flat because of that ending. And it was unfortunate. There's look, there's nothing more really to say. We enjoyed the bits of it when they were racing, but it was unfortunate. And we're at that part of the year where the season is more than likely wrapped up. These races are kind of, and I hate using this term like dead rubbers. They don't really matter a huge amount in the grand scheme of things. Well, they do. Oh, the like, World like Constructors Championship. It's well, over. The, no, the World Constructors Championship is more important than you realise. And you're the only one who doesn't realise that. <laughs> because no matter... The finishing places on that grid determines the driver's positions in the garages next year. You know what I mean? So you win the Constructors, you're the first pit garage. You get a heap of benefit. It's a massive benefit. You finish in last, you're in Haas' spot. Sorry, Williams. Is it Williams or Haas this year that's in last? Look, I don't know who it is this year, but for next year, it's definitely going to be Williams, right? Yeah. They're back at being last They're again. They're back in the 10th spot. However, let's talk about some other news. So, we've had a bunch of silly stuff happening, and I, I want to talk about the drivers, because that's really where everything's happening at the moment. Yep. Silly season is well underway. Silly season is well underway. Let's rip the band-aid off. Latifi's been done. He's been given his marching orders at the end of the year. While they are more than happy to keep working with him for the foreseeable future... Just not as the driver was the part of the headline they yeah, should have know, added right? to the original <laughs> report. But no, he's been told that service is no longer required, which means we have three open seats. Alpine, Haas, and Williams. And Albon signed in, so there's Williams is the big kind of free seat at the moment. The yep. Haas one is looking Geo. Geo or Hulkenberg as well has also been the next cab off the rank. I'm very, very happy that his name is still into the discussion. It is nice to know that the potential that everybody knows that man has hasn't fully been washed away. Especially after his underperforming efforts in the Aston. Hey, man, look, Seb underperforms in an Aston. Ain't no one. Yeah, I know. Ain't no one driving that car well at all. Actually, before we move on from Nicholas, we should point out he's 21st again. Yeah, from Nick, another Nick. Nick. <laughs> yeah. Another Nick has tipped him and is in 20th at the moment. And you know what? Look, it's really funny to be like, oh, you're in 21st if you're a rookie. Ha, ha that's really rough. You're in your third year. It's even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> it's even better. I Look, the memes and the outflowing is we don't hate him as a person, but him leaving the sport is definitely going to be better for the integrity of the racing quality we have. Yeah. Alfa Romeo has locked in both their drivers for next year. Joe's staying. It's only a one-year deal, though, isn't it? I think it is. And look, that's justifiable. The first year, he hasn't been able to show his true potential. He's had a few decent performances. But for the most part, the car's not really been there. A bunch of mechanicals. That's clearing up. It now looks like all of it's happening to Valtteri week in, week out. We will just see what 
Joe's able to do. I'm glad they haven't completely bummed him. I mean, there is the avenue you can say maybe we're playing a bit of politics. China's back on the calendar. Keep a Chinese driver, driver in there. It's good for the sport and the money aspect. And really, the elephant in the room is that Liberty Media is a US company. They yep. do w- and will always focus on where the money is at over everything else. That's why we've got how many desert races next year? A bunch and six sprints. Calendars come out, but we'll give the calendar review shortly. It is looking like DeVries is going to jump into the Alpha Tauri seat. Yeah, so the other huge news that's come out is the FIA have looked at Colton Herder's application and said, sorry, but we're not giving you that exception you're looking for, which has thrown Red Bull's plans into... Disarray. Disarray. But, I mean, as we said, Nick DeVries is looking like he's going to jump into that seat as well. So, I mean, is that a really a bad thing? It is not a bad thing at all. That's However, another Toto boy going to Red Bull. Another Toto boy going to Red Bull, but also another Dutch person jumping into the Red Bull system. Two Dutchmen on the grid. Yep. It's going to be good for the sport. There's clearly a lot of love for the motorsport up that end of the world. But it does mean we have to keep Zan for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I do. I've mellowed with my opinion. It it, it kind of needs to go. It's not a great circuit. It sucks. Not, not for these cars. It'll be a rip and go kart track or anything else. That's what I said. <laughs> just not on the podcast, but no, I said it'd be yeah. a sick go-kart track. It would be one of the best go-kart tracks of all time, but yeah. that's not why we watch this sport. No, we want to see path. Just widen the track. Make it bigger. Make it bigger. Don't I don't know if you can. I don't know. I'm assuming you can. I'm assuming there's a way to... I don't know. I'm not <laughs> a track engineer, if you can't tell. But look, and both our resident engineers aren't here. I'm sure they'd be looking at us being like, it's not that easy, but in our minds, it you is You just that put more tarmac down and she'll be right. It's fine. That's how I'd do it. <laughs> Put a bit more road down. On a couple of corners. Make yeah. it wider. DeVrizo jumping into the Alpha Tauri seat does mean that, well, Yuki's not going anywhere. No, Yuki's been confirmed for next year. Yep, so Yuki's staying, which means Pierre. I think the only reason Yuki's staying is because Pierre is on his one foot out the door already. And he's looking at the Alpine seat. He is looking at the Alpine seat. Which makes perfect sense. Two French but drivers in the French at, team. No, he's looking at the wrong Alpine seat. Agreed. He should be taking Esteban's seat and Danny should be moving into the other one. Speaking of Esteban, did you see he may have gotten himself into a little bit of hot water on Twitter? Good. He went out and said that, look, Hamilton is without a doubt the best teammate that Alonso's ever had, but I'm the next best thing. Jensen Button replied I did see this. I I like to differ. differ. Yes. Yeah, essentially coming in. Hey, Ocon, you are an acceptable F1 driver. You're not to the level of Stroll and Latifi, but you're next. On yeah. that list. You're the next one on that list. You're the one that drives around the track. I'm like, oh, you're there. Yeah, you're you're there. You're not <laughs> making it worse for everybody. Yeah, you're not doing a stroll or Latif. And you've had a good year. Alpine's had a good year. Yeah. But that's Danny's seat. Get out of the fucking way. Yeah, exactly. Danny <laughs> should be in it. Speaking of which, Danny, it's, looking, it's not looking good. I think he's going to be forced into retirement from F1. He's saying he's taking a sabbatical, a year off to come back to another seat. What seats are going to come back to, though? But realistically, the the Mercedes seats, they're tied up. And they're tied up for 20 years at this point. Like, yeah. Toto has a plan. Uh, Red Bull seats aren't an option. And Even really, though Christian has said if he was in Alpine, he'd be doing everything he can to sign Danny. So even though there was a bad breakup between Red Bull and Danny, Christian still got his back, which I think is fantastic. Really good to see, but again, the Red Bull system, you're not getting back in there, really. No. The Alpha Tauri, that's locked up. It sucks. 
Ferraris is not getting in there. Nor should anyone want to get in there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a dumpster a, fire. That's a shit show <laughs> for another story. The Alpine seat is probably his best bet, and it's going to be tied up, I'm going to guess, for at least the next three years. Yep, and then you've got the Williams option. I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't go there. Haas, not nah, there. Um, that seat's the Ferrari seat anyway in Haas. Yep. And K-Mag's doing well. Although, although I will say this. I did read today, Gunther Steiner has said, if Danny re- picks up the call, phone to call him, there will be a discussion. Oh, of course. And that's really what... It, when you take away a lot of the vitriol on the internet and it boils down to it is... Everybody looks at this man and realizes the talent, the culture, and personality he brings, and everyone wants a piece of it. But deals are deals, mm-hmm. and McLaren and Alpine played silly buggers with the deals and have left this person in a position where there's no real option for anyone to pick him up. No, there's not. Despite the fact that every team principal is like, "Yo, if we can get Daniel Ricciardo, we're going to do wonders with that person." Yeah, everybody wants him. Well, even even Lewis came out and said that I'd rather him be on the grid than be my reserve driver. And that, that, that speaks volumes for Daniel. Huge Cap. amount of respect. And that's coming from Lewis, who's having a shocking year getting beaten this year as well. And we know he doesn't do well in second place. And he's still going, no, I'd rather race against him than anyone else. Yeah. Because he's a good driver. A good driver to is the point fair where and clean. I've currently restarted my F1 manager career. We do have something to talk about F1 manager as well on the side, don't we? We do. But my, my story is, is I'm doing Red Bull. And I have decided that Sergio Perez isn't up to my standards. So I'm going to sign Danny for season two. But when Jacko turned up, I was still I was racing at the Hungara ring. I what I watched from lap 55 yep. to 65. I watched the last 10 laps. No, it was 71. 71. Yeah, so you watched the last 16 laps. Last 16 laps. And we were playing on fast forward, so it didn't take that long. Latifi spun twice in that time. And he was already how many laps down? Three? Two laps, two laps down. down. And... I, I made a cheeky little pit stop to try and help Perez out. So I, Max is out in front, and he's in the pit window for Charles. So I'm like, all right, I'll just pull Max in and give him some soft tires, go for the fastest lap, and let Perez win the race. Within a lap, within the lap, he was on Perez's ass and then finished 23 seconds ahead of Perez. And we're not saying the game's not realistic. That's very realistic. It is. But also, when Charles was fighting Max, he spun out and put it in the wall. It's very realistic. <laughs> <laughs> it's very realistic. But would recommend. Oh, absolutely. If you if you like F1 and you've got a mind for that sort of stuff and you want to be the person making the calls, that game gives you a lot of choices to make. As I've shown Jack. I cannot. I've bought it. I downloaded it. I saw the spreadsheet and I went, you know what? I'm not doing this. I can't and, do that. <laughs> and I sat there and went, this is perfect for me and I've made good it decisions. suited you brilliantly. I'd, I'd do really well as Christian Horner. Also, the driver we haven't spoken about, we've spoken about his seat. We haven't mentioned Mick yet. It's looking like He's Mick's going to be moved on. Oh, it's more than likely. So Ferrari's pretty much said they're not going to re-sign him. Uh, Haas won't. They're in talks, but I feel like once the better option comes in, Mick's out. And being that lower feeder team with one of your seats tied up with Ferrari, you got you got to play the game a little bit. It's not it's not theoretically tied up with the Ferrari though, so in theory it is. Yep. But Steiner has said they don't have to adhere to that if they don't wish to. Like if they want to do a season of Hulkenberg, they've they got are, they've got the right to have a season of Hulkenberg. They can be suggested. Hey, we want this Ferrari Junior in that seat. 
But the ultimate decision does come down to Gunther and Jane. Well, one, that's, first of all, very nice to hear for once that the, the actual host team has a bit of a say. Yep. And then, I look, I still think that adds to my point. There's no way K-Mag's going anywhere. He's returned no, he's got to the sport. Three, he's got a three-year deal. And he's earning at every race. Yep. Yep, not the perfect season, but when he's in the position and the car suits the track, he's doing well. He does well. So, you know, there's not that avenue there. Williams won't pick him up. I think Mick's going to move on and do what we've said a few times. He'll go to another series. He'll win it handedly and have a very successful career in motorsport. Yes, just not in Formula One. Probably not in Formula One. Although I did see a little thing that the race was saying, potentially, if Ferrari did find a way to re-sign him, but not as a Formula One driver, they've got their WEX projects coming up next year. And that's the World Endurance Championship. And Mick would do really well in the World Endurance Championship for Ferrari. Oh, without a doubt. And let's say Geo doesn't get into the That's where I'd be putting him because he can drive. That's where I'd be putting Geo. Well, he did Formula E this year. How did he do? Not great. Yeah. Not great, but... Formula E is one of those ones how it's like the Mercedes has a stranglehold on. You've got Audi and Porsche up there. He wasn't with those teams. There's but not like a works Ferrari Formula E team. I believe he was racing for like an affiliate. Didn't um McLaren buy the Mercedes team? Yes. I don't know if that came into effect this year. No, or I think it's next year. Next year. Um, I know McLaren has thrown their hat in Extreme E and they're doing okay. I didn't know that. Yep. They've got... Extreme E's had a big upgrade this year. It's looking like a lot of fun. Um, and if you're in Australia and you haven't checked it out, I know they host it on Stan, but you can also get the replays on KO. There's no tab for it, though. You just have to type in Extreme E, and it will give you a dump of all the footage. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's on there if you want to check it out. I Look, we are petrol heads at core. Electric cars sound stupid on track, but when they're racing in mud and stuff, there's no road or engine noise, so the Extreme A actually looks dope. <laughs> and I'll give him that. Out of yeah. all the electric motorsports on the planet, that's the best one. Yeah, because Formula E sucks doodle. Oh, it's not great. I don't like it. It's not great. It, it's the sound. It's like... What sound? It just sounds like you're watching a basketball court or you hear tire screech. That's the sound. Mm. That, and that's what's annoying. It's not even you get that engine whine. That's, that's doable. It's just the tyres screeching the whole time. That just uh, sounds just, horrible. That's not what we're here for. And look, Fan Boost is the most abusable system in the world. <laughs> Are you familiar with Fan Boost? No. So at a certain point during the race, you can go into an online poll and the driver with the most votes gets given an extra boost. I like this idea. It's That's what I mean, right? I really like this idea. Right. So, conspiracy theory slash meme theory. I'm in. Formula One's going to do that for Abu Dhabi this year. Let's just, let's just say they should do that. We should control the safety car by vote. And we who should, drives faster? We should. But you get the fan boost activates from lap 20. Everyone on Formula Dank will vote for one driver. Yes. And that is Nicholas Latifi, yes. so he can bin it. <laughs> Absolutely. You give him more power because he can't use it. Exactly. <laughs> Especially in that Williams too. Oh, it'd be so fun. Oh, I like that idea. I like the idea of getting... The fans can vote for who gets a boost. It's and that's what I mean. Fans can vote for who gets DRS. Yeah. Let's yep. do that. Only one driver gets it per lap. And you have to vote for it. And you have yep. to vote before sector three start the leader starts sector three. I'm in. Boom. Call Bernie. Bernie <laughs> doesn't run it no more. Call Stefan. Ste- that's right, Dominicali. That's it. I couldn't think of his last name. We're on to something here. May uh, maybe that's Call Crofty. Call Crofty. <laughs> Talk to him, Crafty Forest. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I tell you what, I have enjoyed a breakaway listening from those tools. It's been nice. It has been nice. What do we call them? Brindle and Doft or something? <laughs> Brindle and Dofty or something. <laughs> I was happy with it. And that's it really for the driver market at the moment. We have well, more clarity, but also less. Colton getting done like that was pretty rough. It did bring up a massive swell of online people going like, or people being like, hey, how do I qualify and he doesn't? I yeah. like that stand of support. There was a bunch of people who were like, well, who did I say? I've seen that prick Scott McLaughlin. I've seen um, Roman Grosjean. Yep. Uh, there was another one. Nico jo- as well. Nico. So I haven't driven for two years, essentially. Joseph Newgarden. Um, there was another one that was really, that called it out really funnily from IndyCar. That was, Callum Eilat also did it. Like yep. there was a lot of people like, why do I qualify and he doesn't when he's a phenomenal driver? Yeah. And they've all essentially come out and said, hey, this dude's better than us. And with our opportunities, he would have outperformed us. And yet he's arbitrarily, well, not arbitrarily, the rules are just somehow being enforced more for him than they are for literally any other time in this sport. Like the rules yep. don't matter. I know. Clearly. So that's a bit of a letdown, but it does give us more clarity on the makeup of the grid for next year. It also it also needs means what we need to have a discussion about IndyCar and super license plates. Cause I feel IndyCar should be on the exact same level as F two. Absolutely. It is it is its it, own premier class of motorsport. It's, it is. It has its own feeder series too. Yeah, Indy Lights. Indy Lights. It is very talented drivers. Look at the people who are in there, pretty much anyone who's left Formula One who's got talent goes to IndyCar. And also there's like Australians that have moved over there. Like Will Power won it this year. Yep. Huge. And Will Power, he's 41 years old and he's an unbelievable driver. And we, we do have, even though we're not massive fans of him because he kind of ruined supercars for years, Scott McLaughlin's over there. <sighs> yep. He but he is. Stay there. Yeah, yeah. And we don't want him to jump to F1. But he's over there doing decently. I guess so. <laughs> I really hate him. I think he's horrible. Only because he was like the Melbourne Storm and won everything. Oh, and it was for for like if I you have more hate for Scott McLaughlin than I do for Lewis. Hamilton. And I was going to say, and if you because thought Lewis I was bad, Lewis, yes, Scott was a bit of a bitch about everything. <laughs> his teammate cheated, so and he, he went could for win. Ford, and his teammate cheated so he could win the thousand. I hated that. And then I'm they so mad about stupid that. engineer and he had that smug look on his face. That oh, essentially, Ryan's story? Yep. That no. essentially went... Yeah, we know we, we cheated. We're cheating. Yeah, oh, there was a water pump issue. No, there wasn't. No, there's no water pump. You, you cheated, mate. Everyone knows you cheated. So the reason we're talking about Bathurst so much is it's essentially a holy weekend in Australia. Bathurst is this weekend coming up. Next is weekend. Next weekend coming up. No. No, yes. no this weekend is... The NRL Grand Final. Next weekend is Bathurst. Oh, damn. It's always the week after. That's right, it is, yeah, because it's a Cause very it's crossover market. Well, I mean, if you're going to play the NRL Grand Final, you're going to have half the people pissed watching Bathurst all day. You've got no one going to the game. It is the best. They race up and down the side of a mountain for six hours. They do a 1,000 kilometers, two drivers per car. It is the epitome of sort of closed wheel racing circuits. It's it's hallowed ground. If you've never checked it out and you're listening overseas, do yourself a favor and just watch it for that day. You can find it online. They do a good job of streaming at most places. It's the penny. It's oh, I think it's more of a pinnacle of motorsport than Le Mans twenty four hour. I'd say so, yeah, because it is. Le Mans is a brilliant track to drive on. Bathurst is hard. 
Bathurst's a test of endurance. Also, like, there are certain points on that track where there is one racing line. And we are talking millimeters. Millimeters in it. If you're off the racing line, your car will probably end up in a wall. Yep. There are certain points where you're hitting like maximum compression in one spring only. That changes it. And before you even get to that compression point, you need to pick the line three corners back. And you don't know if it's going to make it through that area. And they do it for a what, 161 laps? 161 laps, six hours, nonstop, full throttle. And there's points like you hit that great, you don't know if your your power steering's kicking in or not. You know what I mean? Like you're either getting around that corner or you're going race to over, wall. race over. And then there is essentially you race up the mountain, you race along the top of the mountain, and then the other side of the mountain is a straight Conrad straight, the greatest straight in the world. Yep, straight downhill into a 300 kilometer an hour flat out turn and into one of the hardest braking zones ever. So like I think. Mark Larkham, the guy who does all the pit lane reporting, he's the Ted Kravitz of V8 Supercars. Well, to put it in this perspective, Ted Kravitz could never do Mark Larkham. No. And Ted Kravitz is the best thing Sky Sports has ever done. And he, he puts it well, is when you're coming down to the chase and you t- you kink it to the right, yeah, to the right, yes. as soon as you get that car straight, you put, not a moment too soon, you put your foot on the brake and you don't you don't let up. No. You've got to put your foot through that floor to get to that, that car stopped and get a ton and a half of race car around a chicane. It's it's phenomenal. We cannot stress enough. Watch Bathurst. Yeah, please. Because please. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be watching it, and then I'll have to watch it again because I probably won't remember half of it. But does the replay on KO work? Like, if the replay on KO works, I just got to avoid it. It would work. Well, the last time I tried to watch a V8 supercar race on KO, it went from lap 20 to lap 37. Well, that's not ideal. No, it's not. That's <laughs> why I haven't watched many V8 races Yeah, this well, year. fair enough. So if I it don't... does that, I'm going to be really upset. Understandable. So we've spoken about the drive market. We've done our news. We've talked about Bathurst. As the world should be. Let's talk about Singapore. It's back. I like this circuit. I don't. It is, it is a city street circuit. That's why I don't like it. Where the one difference is. And this is the only redeemable factor about this track is... It's at night. <laughs> it's at night time. So it looks good. But also, the reason it's at night is because of the temperature and like the topography of Singapore. This is not about your driver's skill. I mean, yes, it involves a shit ton of skill because it is a tight city circuit. This is about if you are physically and mentally strong enough to make it to the end. Yeah, it's it's the F1 test of endurance, this track. Because it, it can go to the two-hour mark. under has green regularly. Flag. Yes. Yep. Drivers lose the most weight at this track compared to any other circuit. And this yep. is even in the middle of like the hot parts in summer at Austria and Silverstone. It's warm. Mm-hmm. No, this crap's all over it. They race at nighttime because it's not safe to race in the daytime. Yep. They lose an insane amount of weight. You look at the track map. What you need to do is you envision Baku circuit and you look at all the really, really hard parts and that's the whole track. Yeah, there's just no big flat-out zone. Nope. There's a couple of little areas of straight, but every most corners are either right angles or very sharp or chicanes. Yeah. There's no flow, bends like you get in Austria, like you get in certain parts of Baku, like you get in other circuits where, you know, you'll have one sector that is like, oh, and this is just for the drivers to take a break. They don't get that here. No. It, this is probably the hardest track these, these guys sit at. 
to put an example, I've never once raced it on a game. I have. It's really difficult. Yeah, well, that's why I took it out of mine because you went, I'm not racing on that. I'm like, well, there's no way I'm making it. I did it once and I did not finish. I got, <laughs> it was a fucking, what was it, 17 lap race or something and I got five laps in before I killed my car. And I went, oh, I'm done. I retire. It is. Hit us with the official track facts and then we'll break it down a little bit more. Okay. What do you got for us? Circuit length is 5.063 kilometers. It is a 61 lap race. Apparently, the Singapore Grand Prix, not this track, but the, the very first Singapore Grand Prix was in 1966. There, there there's, a, there's a fact for you. That's an actual fact. Uh, most wins is by the great Sebastian Vettel with five. Most wins as a constructor is tied between Ferrari and Mercedes with four. I don't think that's given. Yeah, I don't know. And the lap record. Now, this is, this is the most amazing fact out of all of this. The lap record... I'm going to get the official one because I just can't believe who has it. It is a 141.905. And it is held by Kevin Magnussen in the 2018 Haas. Which shouldn't be possible. It should not. That was was when Haas was about to hit its dip. Yeah, this was the year before the rich energy Haas. Yeah, this is the year before everything went to shit. So, how's that for a fact? Look, I don't mind. When was the last time we were here? 2019. And I can give you the pole position for that race. It was Charles Leclerc. The race winner was Seb's last win. That's right. And the fastest lap of 2019 was held by Kevin Magnussen in the Rich Energy Haas. I think I might change some of my predictions for the end of the show. Yeah, same. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a feeling this track might suit a certain car. Well, look, for the sport, Let's say it does, and let's fingers crossed it affects every car powered by that engine manufacturer. No, not every car powered by that car, that that engine. There every is, car but two. There's two cars that the engine isn't going to be the, the issue here. <laughs> it's not the it's not the car and it's not the engine that's going to cause those two to retire. It's the team principle. It's the team principle the and team the principle. strategy. What strategy? I'm going to do a quick experiment. Okay. I'm going to Google Ferrari F1 strategist and we'll see what link opens. Ishmael Berman. I don't know. That's what Rocket Power Mohawk said. And it was a blind woman who does it. (laughs) (laughs) It is Anaki Rueda. I don't think they're very good at their job. Well, look, you know it's not great when the Wikipedia page, his career is done in four sentences. Wow. <laughs> That's bad. So, here's two things. One, we've learned that they do have an official strategist. Two, we know that he's happy to have his name out there, which is probably I wouldn't be telling people if I was working for him currently. Yep. And also, yeah, look, this track is just trap after trap after trap. Every corner, something can go wrong. Strategy wins you this race. Yes. If you can keep your car together, because I remember when watching in 2019, when I was first re-getting back into the sport, that by lap five or six, because Antonio Giovinazzi was out near the front Mm -hmm. this race, they were driving at a delta from the beginning, essentially. They're like, look, we're not even going to hit full pace until the last 10 laps because we're just going to get this bad boy rolling. They just got the train going. And it was a weird gentleman's agreement. Everyone got the train going. A lot of stuff happens in Singapore, though, because this is where there was the alleged crash gate. 
Oh, they're true. N- Nelson Piquet and Renault. Yep. I forgot about that. Yep. So they, that's popped back up on the internet. Remember this. Was this also the track where Ocon tried to unlap himself and took out Max? No, that was Interlagos. Interlagos. Okay, I thought that was here. No, nah, Interlagos is where they got into the punch on. Still one of the best F1 moments. Still in my top three F1 moments of all time. Is it- the press conference where they said, do you have anything to say? Max was like, no, I don't, except that he's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. There's a whole comment. It is, it is a little track fact for you. Yep. I'm looking at the 2019 qualifica- qualifying classification. Yep. Daniel Ricciardo was disqualified. Um, engine fuel or the slight RPM over by like one RPM over the engine? Uh, he was disqualifying for exceeding the MGUK power limit during Q1. That'd be the one. It was giving it too much juice. Yep. Which I love how he gets punished for clearly they don't get to control that. Sergio also received a five-place group penalty for an unscheduled gearbox change that race. And that was He was racing point at that point. He was at racing point. Was it? Yeah, it is racing point that year. I was looking to see if there's anything cool from that race that we could bring up. No. <laughs> no, it is one of the it is one of the tracks where it is you kind of just have to strap yourself in and get it over and done with. Well, here's a fact for you. If Kevin Magnuson, if that had one point for fastest lap, if you finished in the top ten, Kevin wouldn't have got the one point. He finished seventeenth. <laughs> <laughs> it is cert look, it's a weird event. Um I, I'm going to do my best to enjoy it for what it is. Well, I feel like the moment it's lights out and away we go, we're going to have 20 cars driving to a Delta. For a good chunk to, of it. And they're going to just try and get through as much as physically possible. I feel like we're going to have the classic, you know, Latifi. Oh, there's Latifi binning it into the wall. Oh, there's Stroll binning it into someone who didn't deserve it. Probably Seb. Or Albon. Or Albon. Maybe they get DeVries in instead of Latifi again. Maybe DeVries accidentally catches COVID or something. <laughs> I don't know. Or at least that's what they say. I don't know. Who fucking knows? Oh, I look, if I'm a team principal managing certain drivers, I this one would be one I'm penciling in for a guaranteed mistake. There is definitely going to be a mistake. I think the qualifying and the practices is going to be a red card fest. A red flag fest, as it normally is. There's going to be, especially leading up to the qualifying prep, there's going to be mistakes made. Oh, I reckon there'll be one red flag in qualifying. That's because of Mick bins it. Probably, probably. I think, I think he'll bin it. He just got he's just got a knack for binning it on street circuits this year. And we it's been a while since we've had a street circuit. And we've had a good run of circuit circuits, and that's what we like is circuit circuits. But yeah, I, I just. I, I get why they go to Singapore. I get why it's a spectacle. I still think they should bin it. But the, I, that's how I feel about every street circuit except Monaco. Yeah, and the reason is... is Street circuits suck. They suck, and Monaco's the good one. And there's the history, and there's all that here. We've we've been racing at this circuit from 2008 on and off. Yes. The only time it's been off is because of COVID. And did you miss it? I no. didn't. I, did you notice its absence? No, M- me neither. I bet you the drivers really appreciated it because they didn't have to go hardcore training going into it. Well, we we follow a lot of the drivers on social media, and there is a noticeable uptick in race prep for this event only. Danny's been in Singapore prepping for the last week or so, just 
and that just with a little acclimatizing to the heat and the humidity. And that's with a short trip back to Australia to promote the AFL Grand Final, I believe. It was at Optus Stadium for something with Optus. It would have. We've got great security. <laughs> yeah, look at our head of security. It's been chicken. <laughs> look at our head of security. He used to be a strategist for an F1 team. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's just Mattia with a different set of square glasses. <laughs> Mattia instead of circle glasses. Mattia's like, no, no, Matthew, <laughs> Matthew Bonotto, Bonotto. That was terrible. That was bad. Sorry, <laughs> you should be. <laughs> but look, I just every person who's won here previously, though, here's a fact for you, Andy. Every person who's won here previously has gone on to or previously won a world championship. So, Lewis is one here, Alonzo and Seb. Damn. So, wait, Seb, Alonzo, Lewis are the only three that I've ever won here. I do believe so. Let me just do a quick check. Let me have a check because I thought Nico had won here. World champion. When I mean, Max is winning this weekend. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, Rosberg's won in 2016. World champion. Seb, Lewis, Seb, Seb, Seb. Nando, <laughs> Lewis, Nando. <laughs> <laughs> Told you, man. Dude, Crashgate was the very first Singapore Grand Prix. Hell yeah. That's how you open a race. That's how you open a That's how you do it. Um, yeah, no, nah, they were all world champions. You were right. That is a fact. Because, yeah, Seb won it in 2019. Now, here's the thing, Andy. We both need to remember that then when we do our predictions. Because it really narrows down who we can pick. Yeah, we can pick Max... Or Lewis. Or Seb. Or Nando. Well, he's not winning. Or Nando. Not winning. So it's it's down to... It's Max. It's Max. It's Max. And let, let I heard Dave's picking Charles. Oh, always. Didn't yeah. he go Charles and Lewis back to back? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Ah, uh, race gone Jorge. <laughs> Jorge Roussel. Followed by Lando. Now, it... It does seem to be, like, yes, world champions are the only ones who've won here. It does seem to be a mix of constructors. So, I mean, Red Bull is the obvious favourite. Do we think anyone's going to beat Max this weekend? Is there a team? No? No fucking way. I don't think so either. Speaking of... Well, Max can win the championship this weekend. So, every race from now until the end is a championship decider. What's the current set of parameters that need to happen for Max to wrap this up this weekend. Oh, I need to go find a diagram. <laughs> Somebody made a diagram. <laughs> uh, where's the diet? What was it? Is a flow chart. Yeah, I'll just hit pause for a sec. Are you ready for the diagram? I don't know why I did that. I just thought I'd do it. Like, <laughs> so like Rocket Power Mohawk did. He just blew out his mic when he had a diagram, which was kind of funny. The... Only hard thing about the tech we're using is remarkably hard to blow these bad boys it out. It is. Because I've screamed into one before and that came out great. Shuck like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's say, does Max Verstappen win with fastest lap? Yes or no? Yes. Charles Leclerc, did he finish eighth or lower? Probably, yes. Has Sergio Perez finished fourth or lower? Yes. Max is the world champion. Okay, so essentially... <laughs> no, this is another one. Does Max win with the fastest lap? No. 
Has Charles finished ninth or lower? No. Max does not win the world championship. So it's next week. <laughs> <laughs> However, if Charles does finish ninth or lower and Sergio finishes fourth or lower without fastest lap, Max is also the world champion. So you've heard it here first. Max is the world champion. Max is the 2022 world champion. No one else has done the mathematics. We're the only ones. We're oh. the only ones with the insider gloss. That and also it's pretty it's going to be pretty difficult for it not to be Max this weekend. And really, the big question is, is can Max beat Ferrari as a constructor individually? And it's looking like it may be. Yeah. Yeah, easily. If Ferrari keeps... Well, Ferrari's already said they're just going to keep doing the same shit. So and Ferrari doing the same shit means Ferrari not finishing most races. Or... Or the bad strategy causes Charles to finish eighth and Sergio to finish... Uh, not Sergio. Carlos. Carlos to finish outside the points. Yep. Carlos can't win it. It's down to the three drivers now. It's just, it's down to Sergio, Max, and Charles. I think Charles will be eliminated this weekend and potentially Sergio will still be in it, but it's mathematics at that point. And look, that's the thing. I think the only one with a realistic opportunity of taking it away from Max is his teammate, and that's not happening. That's not how this sport works. Unless a catastrophic climax of events happens where Max doesn't finish another race. Yeah. And so Joe manages to win every race. Single from race, on, yeah. Which isn't happening. No. No. And now that we've said it, hell yeah, the rest of the season's gonna be dope. <laughs> Watch our boy lose. here's what I think the now the rest of the season is. Does Mercedes get a win? Us and more specifically, does Lewis keep his trend up of winning every season? I don't think so. That popped into the news because he's come out and said, look, I really don't care that much. And I believe him in that. Like, I'm not doing it for records. That's how you break records. You just go out and do your thing. Yeah. Do I think he absolutely wants one? Yeah. Do I want to see him keep the record alive? Yeah. I'm. A, I would like to see him stand on the top step of the podium at least once this year. I'd rather see George do it. I tell you what, though, I was going to say if he doesn't, then I want to see George do it. That was going to be my next sentence. With Lewis in second. Yep. Because oh, I just want to see the shit eating grin from the squid. Oh. And I, like, I, he, he's unbearable as it is. And that's just personality-wise, not driving-wise. Driving-wise, I like George Russell. He's great Personality-wise, he's a squid. Yes. <laughs> couldn't punch his way out of a wet paper bag. No, he couldn't. He'd just be asking for a nice latte with skim milk while he's wearing ankle socks. God, I fucking hate that. It's a scene in Drive to Survive where he goes and he's ordering a latte with his, his, his girlfriend. And the girlfriend, you know, has a fucking coffee order like a girl does. And he's like, I'll just have a nice latte. And he's oh my god, man! Ankle socks with like boat shoes, and I'm just like, first of all, you don't you, wear you any look, socks with boat shoes. You look like a fucking lawyer's kid. Like that's what he looked like in that scene. I'm like, oh, I want to punch you, and but it that's is. the bargain in me. And it and it no, but it really is like we we say we're journalists. It comes with a massive, massive tablespoon of like, look, we're just. It's, a, it's an asterisk next to the word journalist. Yeah, it's the same reason how we're like the only motorsport show that comes out with an adult-only tag on iTunes because it's like, look, Andy it's a little bit different. Andy <laughs> can't stop you swearing because he has a and mild nor should case we. of Tourette's. Nor should we. I know. I like swearing. Swearing's a great, great thing. And we invented most of it. Yeah, and it's like our favourite words. The only one we're not allowed to say, and I keep accidentally saying <laughs> it. You'll know the one we're talking about, because it sneaks in every now and then. It's only ever snuck in once, because but, I wasn't paying attention. But, like, we judge our likeness of the driver, drivers of, like, which ones do we want to sit down and have a beer with? Yeah. And that's why Danny's at the top. 
that's why Max is near the top is because that's the thing. Like, yes, they're controversial. They're a bit cowboyish, but that's why we like them. It's why we don't like people like Stroll and George because they just, and for me, Lando, it's just like if I was to sit down at a pub and have a beer with them, they wouldn't order a beer. They'd order a rosé or a chardonnay. They'd skip on a shout. They would skip on a shout. And there is a political saying in Australia that does it pass the pub test? And they don't. They really don't. Like if we sat down and had a beer with them in the pub... I'd George be- Russell's favourite pub is Weatherspoons. That's all I'm saying. I don't know what Weatherspoons is. It's a chain pub that all the Brits go to. Okay, then. I was going to say his uh, favourite pub is the cafe down the road. And we're not opposed to coffee. No, we're not. Love but coffee. Australians have the best coffee in the world. 7-Eleven has the best coffee in the world. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate you. Do you good. know what the worst part is? Every time I'm like, we have such good coffee, everyone's like, yeah, 7-Eleven's all right. I'm like, I don't care. Because I order the large ones, so I don't get enough shots in it. That's all. I should just order two small ones, hey. Or, you know, just deal with it. I'm a man of addictions. Double the coffee in it. Can you do that? Probably. I don't fucking know. Do I look it's like a man who cares about when he gets No, his you look like a man who orders his coffee from fucking 7-Eleven. That's yeah. what you look like. <laughs> George, the anti-George Russell. The anti-George Russell, yeah. It, it's Max's year. He's got it. No Again. asterisks. No, nothing. I don't care. No Ferrari. controversy. I don't care. Ferrari has basically handed it to him by being Ferrari. It's a Max year. It's Max. He he deserves to be the world champion. And that's that's. I mean, the story of the year Ferrari and what I hope the organization sits down and looks at overall is, hey, we saw we had the car to win this, and we had the drivers who and look at the first couple of races. Yeah, we thought Charles was going to run away with it. He had every opportunity. It first started bubbling up. Spain, Monaco was where it first started going, and it's just been the same ever since. Yep. They're not going to get any better. Look, as for third, it's probably going to be Ferrari. I think Mercedes is just going to come second. Just because of consistency. Yep. They they finish the races, and they're always there. They've only had two DNFs all year. Yep. Fourth is going to go Alpine's way. I don't see that changing. Yeah, unless Danny has a remarkable form, like just finds his form all of a sudden. And they stop, and they, they actually just let him race. Yeah. No but more team orders, no more. You've got two laps, and then if that doesn't work, we'll swap you. But if that doesn't work, we'll swap you back. Like, any of that. No, nah, none of that shit. It's, it's that time of year. Look, I'm still keen for the rest of the season, but we're at that time of the year where the competition's wrapping up, and now we kind of just get to enjoy what we see on track. Yeah. And we look forward to next year. And we do. And like these cars, and my big takeaway from this year is these cars are some of the best racing F1 cars we've seen in the last 15 years. Oh, easily. So it's looking good. Before we jump into our predictions and we start to, to wrap things up, there's two things we haven't really spoken about yet. The first one is the calendar for next year. Well, thankfully, that was what I was trying to segue into just then. But Perfect. You, never, you didn't even pick up on it. No. Nah. I sweet. Like, we look forward to next year thinking you'd pick up on, oh, well, we'll do that with the calendar. Oh, sweet. Well, hey, we do have the calendar, mate. So what do we got? Where are we starting? Okay. And what do we got? Well, February 23rd to 25th is the start with preseason testing at Bahrain. And then March 5th is round one. Also in Bahrain. Good. Bahrain's good. Bahrain's a good, t- I think it's a good test track. It's a, it's a great track. It is a great track. I just wish they'd race on the outer loop for the first round. Yeah, that'd be nice. It would be sick. Uh, 
March 19th is round two in a country I don't want to talk about, so we'll go on to round three. <laughs> I think you can guess which one it is. Yep. Uh, round three is in the lovely country of Australia on yes. April 2nd in Melbourne. April 16th is a return to Shanghai. And the whole reason I think Joe got re-signed. Yep. And you know what? It may be that political game. It's a decent track. Shanghai is a good track. It is quite a good track. Albon always does really well there too. And if Albon, Albon really likes to crash. He crashed in FP3 for in his first year at Toro Rosso. He did, but he also got points in that race too, didn't he? I don't remember. I think he did. I think he went from like 17th to like 9th or 10th and snuck on points. He always does well there. Anyway, that's, that's the first time China will be on the calendar since 2019. Yep, so China's back. Uh, April 30th, we go to Azerbaijan. Hmm. That's now an early one. And we've made some comments about what countries do and their behaviours and whether they should keep a track or not. And maybe we um, just move on to May 7th. Yeah, exactly. Uh, May 7th is Miami. so they're going, they're, go- they're going back to the Miami marina, fake marina. Piece of shit track that sucks. Although it's, oh. it's pretty good on the game, to be honest. I like it. It's fun to drive on. It's not good to watch as a fan. No, it's not. It's not a good drive. Uh, not a good watch. Uh, after that, we head to Europe. So they have sort of done their little, like, they're trying to cl- merge everything together because now the European starts and we go to Imola on May 21st. And I'm just going to assume that'll probably be a sprint race. There's no sprint. They announced there's six sprint races. That is, I believe, personally, six too many. That is six too many, agreed. Three was doable. Three bearable. was three too many. <laughs> but it was bearable. You could put up with it. I can't. I don't like them. That, look, they add, n- they add nothing to the sport. It turned out the chassis redesign gave that us everything more. we wanted. It gave us from racing. The sport. It gave us the racing. The sprint races are just a waste of time. Waste of tyres. They don't mean anything. It is a waste of tyres. And let's be real, like... The podium ceremony is a slap in the face. Like, they're not on the real podium. They get given a medal. Like, all of it just feels half-assed band-aid-y with, hey, it's going to fix a non-existent problem anymore. Yeah, I know. It's money. That's why they're doing it. Anyway, speaking of money, May 28th, we go to Monaco. Yep. Fine. Happy with that to be there. Yep, that's okay. We like Monaco. After that, June 4th, Spain. Again, I'm okay. Testing's moved away from it. I'm going to guess there's like there may be a shakedown. I don't know. There's, Possibly. It doesn't have it there. Could be, couldn't be. Who knows? Uh, June 18th, we fly back. This is the only one I have a problem with because of its locate, locale in the calendar. You, you're doing all these Europe races, then you got to fuck off to Canada for a, a race. <laughs> and then two weeks later, you got to fuck off to Austria. You know what I mean? Like, <sighs> So yeah, you go Canada and Montreal, then you come back and you do Austria. July 9th is the UK. July 23rd is Hungary. And then we finish off the first half of the season on July 30th at Spa. Traditionally the first week back. It's the last week before now. Okay. They better have something good first week back. I'll give you three guesses. It's Envoid, isn't it? It is. Yep. Um, so, yeah, nothing great. Back. <laughs> what they should have done is swap these two because they should have come back with Italy and then gone to the Netherlands if you have to go there. Because at least Monza will give us something. And Max probably won't win because have you noticed there's a Monza curse at the moment? Yeah, it's Max. No, so Charles won in 2019, didn't finish in 2020. Pierre won in 2020, didn't finish in 2021. Danny won in 2021, didn't finish this year. 
Ooh. There's a Monza curse. So, so Max has won. Max just won, so Max isn't finishing next year. So just remember that when we do the predictions, don't pick Max. Okay, for next year. For next year. Uh, September 17th is Singapore. September 24th, Japan. Then there's October 8th in Qatar. Yay. October 22nd, Austin. October 29th is Mexico. November 5th is Brazil. And then to round out the Americas, we have Las Vegas on November 18th. And that should be the end of the season. However, there's a November 26th over Derby. <laughs> They're just going to keep going back there. I don't know why. Keep going back there. Look, Shaq don't like it. <laughs> Shaq think it's a dumb track. It's, a, it's, it's not the It's the Charles best. Barkley of Formula One tracks. It, it's dumb. It absolutely is. Look, a lot of races. 24. That's a lot. Six sprints. That's too many. 24 standards I could cope. But, Ooh. Ah. sorry, there is a asterisk next to Las Vegas. Subject to FIA circuit homogulation. It'll get through. Yeah, I know. They're if they gonna, got Miami, they're through, not going to fucking not go to Vegas. I mean, they got what? They got Saudi Arabia and with a week to go, those photos that people sent out originally, that track wouldn't finish until like the day they got there. The other big thing we need to talk about is our website's finished. Oh, shit, yeah. So that's, that's actually live as we speak. So... We do. We don't only ask for much, but we do have a request from anyone who listens to this episode and for the episodes going forward. We are now online at formulabums.com. You can see what we look like. We have host profiles. We have race results. We have a race countdown. We have our tipping comps good to go, so please start filling out the form and sending through your tips. We'll get all of that sorted. Everything is looking good. Yeah, and hopefully I can fix the blog. The only thing that's broken at the moment is the blog page. Which is going to be a spot for us and the boys whose schedules don't let them come in as often as we do to Dave. start producing content, Dave. <laughs> um, so if you are listening to this, please at any point jump onto any website browser, go to formulabumps.com. You can leave us a review. You can get in contact with us. No, there's literally a review page. Please go there. Leave your, You can leave your name, email, write us a message and rate us five stars. Absolutely. And if you rate us five stars, we'll actually have access to these and we'll read your message. And we can. So hopefully... If you rate us anything less than five stars, we are not going to rate it. Unless it's funny. No. I don't. <laughs> you have to rate us five stars. That's the only thing. Because I'm going to call the segment Five Star Reviews. Okay. Yeah. You can leave a five star review and tell us we're shit. And we'll, we'll read, read it. it. <laughs> That's even better. I like that idea. Say whatever you want. We're rated five stars, but people hate us. It's perfect. Yeah. It's fantastic. I love it. I'm on with that. Shall we move on to our predictions, mate? Okay. I didn't do Monza, so we won't be doing a review of that until next week. That's all right. That's fine. I'll figure that out later. We can, Yeah, we'll do a double next week. We'll have more of the boys here. Hopefully. Top five, mate. Let's do it. I'll go first, bros. Okay. So, first, Max. Duh. Yep. I think he's going to seal up the championship. It, it's over, baby. He's got it. Okay. Second... I'm going to throw in Lewis Hamilton. That's a bold call right there. Yep, a little bit bold. Checo. You're going to have Checo in third? Yep. Then Max doesn't wrap up the championship. Joe's in fourth. <laughs> Charles is in third. Nah, Max doesn't wrap up the championship. Nah, damn it. Damn it. 
Okay, so Jack clearly listened to my diagram. New prediction. Max in first doesn't wrap up the championship. All right. It's not over, baby. In second place, Lewis Hamilton. Okay. In third place, Checo. Okay. In fourth place, George. Okay. In fifth place, K-Mag. Oh, that, that's bold. I like Fastest that. lap. You're going to give him fastest lap. Absolutely. Too. He's done it before. He's done it fucking twice. <laughs> last <laughs> two, <laughs> the last two races. you got to have faith. you got to have faith. I still can't believe that. What are you doing then? I'm going to go fifth Lewis. I like it. I'm going to go fourth Saints. Yep. Third Russell. Yep. Second Charles. Yep. And first Max. Okay. Do you want to know why I've done that? Why? That is the top five from Monza. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the top five yeah, from Monza. It's probably going to happen again. It's more than likely going to happen. Sergio is probably going to have a shocker. I hope not. I, I, I do like Sergio. I like Sergio too. All in all, we're stoked. The main takeaways are find us on our website and watch a race that's not F1. Yeah. That's the show. <laughs> watch Bathurst. Watch Bathurst. Um, as usual, guys, you can find us on all the social medias, but the best spot is now on our website, formulabums.com. I can't believe it's live. And it looks good. Andy's done a brilliant job. And thank you very much for listening, everyone. We'll see you soon. See ya.